Hey everyone, I'm Jay. I'm Sophia. I'm Joyce. And I'm Scott, and welcome to Witches Betwixt. So today um, we're going to, this is the first of a, of a series that we're going to start um, called Witchcraft and Pop Culture. Um, originally we were going to do this as just one episode and kind of just talk about witchcraft and pop culture in general, but there's so many good um, things out there, like Harry Potter, and today we're talking about Sabrina. Um, I, I kind of want to talk about the old episode and also the, the old show and the new show at the oh, same time. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and I can't think of any off the top of my head, right? A Charmed, because Charmed is getting story. American Horror Story, so oh, God, we're gonna, this is kind of like, it, this is still episode 16, um, but it's kind of, um, the first in this little offshoot series that we're the re- doing. There's, there's also, um, the reboot of The Worst Witch, uh, on the BBC. Oh, geez. Really? I never... Mm. Also, I watched a little bit of, um, Salem before, I kind of wanted to... Yeah, Salem too. Yeah, that's kind of good. The final, the final season of Salem was eh, but yeah, the first couple seasons were like, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so today we're gonna be talking about Sabrina. Um, uh, the original show was Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I remember it being on as it was part of um TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. It was like, wasn't it like Sabrina and then like Boy Meets World and then like. <laughs> this other stuff um so that was the original show with um melissa joan hart um i don't remember the two actresses that played um the ants i don't remember their names there's also the most important actor of all on that show the voice of salem who is like my favorite fucking character in that who is the voice of salem oh no salem salem makes the show salem makes hero whoever you are salem i love you Um, and then, so the reboot, which is, um, it's, it's on Netflix is based off of the actual, um, Archie comics of Sabrina. Um, and that is, it's the chilling adventures of Sabrina. I think it is. It's called mm-hmm. chilling adventures of Sabrina. So we're going to kind of be talking about both today. Um, and there, there is a, it is, um, especially with the reboot, it is a very love hate thing. I found um, a lot of people love it, a lot of people hate it. You know, some people are, especially witches in general. Um, so yeah, we're just gonna, we're just gonna open up the discussion and start talking about it. So I think what I first want to do is I want to just talk about the original, because the original was a part of like, you know, my childhood, as most of us here. Now, um, so with the original, like I said, it was part of TGIF. I always watched it, like, with my mom. We, you know, it was, it was, like, a big thing. We'd make sure dinner was ready, and, you know, we had our snack and everything, and we would watch Sabrina, and I always thought it was, like, the coolest damn show on the planet. Because <laughs> it was, like, they're witches, and it's totally normal, and it's it's fine, you know what I mean? Like, they're not, they're not bad people, you know? They just live their lives, and they do witch stuff, and I thought that was really fucking cool. Um... And yeah, that's just kind of my my uh, my take on that. Um, I thought it was really cool, and how they also um, track Sabrina's life. Like she also went to college and, and all that. And the fact that um, Harvey, <laughs> she has so much magic on Harvey that <laughs> he hit his limit. <laughs> he was like immune. magic immune. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> immune to magic because she fucked with him so much, which I just thought was hilarious and great. And of course, um, I lo- I always loved the messages through the toaster. I thought that was the coolest. <laughs> I forgot about that. From the witch council, all the messages. And the closet, the, the linen closet. That, that was like a dimensional portal. portal. Yeah. Yeah. And Salem. Salem is the best character 
best part of that show by (laughs) far (laughs) shady bitch in the corner saying all the fucking cattiest literally i mean i I love that pun my favorite (laughs) my favorite witchy meme to use when i'm being shady to like horrible witches is the meme where it's salem and he's filing his claws (laughs) and he's just sitting there like going like this like real sassy i was like exactly this Uh, so, yeah, I mean, what, um, what about you guys? Any any particular old Sabrina things that pop out? I mean, you know what? I mean, I think we all love that growing up. I mean, I, you know, I was a huge, I, I am a huge fantasy junkie. Um, and growing up, you know, it was, I love things like Sabrina, Harry Potter. Um, but Sabrina in particular, you know, I think in a lot of ways, it really harkened back to kind of what we grew up on in the 90s, like growing being young in the 90s and growing up, is that wholesome content in which it was like teaching you life lessons and like yeah. how to be a decent human being and like how to be a good friend, believing that, you know, that, you know, like, although you yourself are, can be your own hero, like, you know, you you can also rely on your friends and, and the power of friendship and things like that. And teaching a... I mean, it had its moments, of course, because, you know, time isn't what it is now. We didn't have the same certain sensibilities. But, I mean, in general, I think it had a very wholesome, really great way of teaching. It was. And another thing that I always remembered is, like, Sabrina's spells didn't always work. Or they worked in ways that she didn't expect them to. So it was always like she would she would have this issue, she'd cast a spell, and it would go horribly wrong. And it was always her just trying to, like... Fix it. Fix and be like, it. oh shit, what did I do? Um, which I think is like, it's a really important lesson with um, with actual witchcraft and magic. Because, you know, sometimes like you cast a spell and either it'll go horribly wrong or it just, it manifests in a way that you don't expect it to. And I'm going to hold on for one second. I need to turn this other light on because it's so dark on half my face. <laughs> I have had that fucking problem, though, with casting magic and it coming out a way you completely didn't expect and you had to learn a whole hell of a lot. Um, <laughs> that's definitely bit me in the ass. I don't know if that worked that well. It worked a little bit better. Yeah. Okay. Um, you need to get another light in this room. <laughs> As far as, like, the old Sabrina goes, I only um, have memories of it. I haven't, like, watched it recently. So, of course, I'm, like, viewing it through the rose-tinted glasses of my childhood memory. Um, well, that's kind of the best way to view it, though, I think. <laughs> I, I always like to go back as, like, a semi-well-reasoned adult who has, like, I, ho- I would hope, a critical worldview and, like, dissect it and, and look at what themes it's presenting, whether or not it's problematic. Yes, I'm that person. <laughs> but I remember it just being, like, fun, and I could pretend like I was watching the show for Salem, but really I wanted to also see what was going on with Sabrina, you know? being a I think we all wanted to, to be Sabrina in some way. <laughs> Maybe. I feel like I just wanted some way to engage with a feminine character without necessarily mm-hmm. having to feel like I was being judged for it. And that's also mm-hmm. what I liked about Card Captors. I mean, I just watched that one at 3 a.m., but <laughs> when no one else was up, I'd go up and watch it. But yeah, Sabrina had a similar thing. I like got to actually um, get a female role model in something, which was nice, instead of everything just being this dude city, you know? Mm-hmm. I um, I, it's funny because uh, I, I actually, I think I love the Sabrina Teenage Witch movies almost more than the series itself. The movies were very good. Um, mm-hmm. in particular, because I, I love, 
I love the whole like her finding the family secret. Yeah, that was cool. Um, I that love was that. Cool. And it's funny because it's funny that you talked about like finding a character that you can relate to a lot. I never really, I mean, as much as I love the original family, you know, and, and Zelda and Hilda, Sabrina Salem, I actually related the most to uh, the friend she meets when she goes to London, when she goes to Rome. Um, mm. the, the, the British girl who like has anxiety and like whenever she tries to do magic, she like freaks out and something yeah. like, like it really goes wrong. Like to the point of like, she tries to like, levitate something and then water spills from the ceiling like you know like like ron's just... broken wand and um oh, what is that yeah. it's the second uh, what, what movie is that it's the second one right uh Harry yeah Buck. yes yeah yeah yes. and um you know and i i think it's funny because at the time i didn't even have my diagnosis yet so i didn't know i had anxiety but i knew that i was like a, a neurotic kid so like when mm-hmm. i saw this kind of neurotic witch i was kind of like that's what i want i guess like i want to <laughs> look be- it's me <laughs> <laughs> representation matters it does yeah, yeah. and um I, I i i loved you know just how quirky she was and how like you know how how just kind of like she just kind of loved everybody and she didn't really you know i don't know i guess i just vibe with that character a mm-hmm. lot so, um, the new series, the reboot. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's open it up. So I have some, some like main talking points here. Um, so it's kind of like I said, uh, so it is, it is, um, it's more inspired by the original Archie comics. So mm-hmm. it's meant to be way more spooky. Um, the witches do have that because in, if you look up historical witchcraft, especially if you look up Salem witch trials and stuff like that, witches had a, a pact with the devil, um, or Satan, the Dark Lord, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, there was a pact. So they do um, make that uh, real in um, Sabrina in the reboot, which, I mean, personally, I thought that was cool as shit. I thought it was cool. I think it was a nice historical, um, like, I don't know. Homage. I can't, homage, yeah, exactly. It was a nice mm-hmm. historical homage. And it was just good. I, I just, I genuinely, I genuinely enjoy the reboot overall overall yeah branching off of uh, uh since we're talking about the new series and branching off of what scott was saying of of represent representation i can i can honestly say like despite it's like very very minor flaws it'll probably go down as one of my favorite series of all times just for the fact that there's actually a non-binary character in it Susie. Like, yeah played like, by it and a non-binary actress yeah yeah like they are it is just it is i never in a in a million years and even though i've only just come out recently even like just the fact that they even would consider that and and it's just it's just it's just crazy to me and and the fact that they actually got a non-binary actor to play a non-binary character like Mm -hmm. even though i know they technically in the show i i would like them to like maybe start like i don't know i guess it's the the character hasn't come out and said what their pronouns are or anything like that and that's that's why they use she her in the show Mm -hmm. um 
but that just that that was the one thing that stuck out to me as soon as Scott said representation. I was just like that just it. I, I Jay can attest because we watched the whole thing together. Like I was just like, I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's very queer friendly overall. Mm-hmm. It's it's it the diversity in that show is just mm, wow. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> I just had to put that out there. No. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Great Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. I really do. I think the representation is pretty decent as far as queer representation goes. Um, I love the the historical stuff. One of the people who writes for the show, um, I found his Instagram. He uh, he is a practitioner himself. Okay. Uh, practices witchcraft. Um, He's friends with some of the big names in the community, uh, Matt Aaron, Matthew Venus, um, all those guys. Um, and, uh, you know, he actually talks about how his witchcraft, he, he kind of said he developed his own system of, like, queer witchcraft. So his witchcraft is literally specifically centered around his queerness um, and magic. Bless. So Bless. I don't know. I should he follow him on Instagram. He, he didn't emphasize anything really about it, and he doesn't really talk too much about his stuff. Mm-hmm. on his Instagram. Um, he seems like a very private kind of witch, which is cool. Um, but uh, there's that. Plus, he also said that everyone on the writing team at least has a passive interest in the occult. At least has. Wow. So I don't know. I don't you kind of have to to write a witch show. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so that, that I think, is, is pretty impressive. Also, the... Uh, She's she's on the uh, the the clothing team. She does the, the costuming. Mm. She's also uh, she can she labels herself pagan. So yeah, the show has like a lot of stuff going on as far as like actual practitioners participating in the show. Right. Um, now, as far as other things that I do enjoy, um, well, I guess it kind of goes right back to that. Or some of the spells are actually uh, workable in real magic. Yes. Um, the first spell that I want to bring up, although no one else really has, but I will. Hold on, before you get into that, oh. we didn't get Sophia's overall like kind of look oh. on the show. Sorry. So we have We're three out of four. four. We love the show. Excited. We love it. We all want to talk about it. So Sophia, I, how do you feel about the show overall? I've been waiting patiently because I kind of have a little bit of an oppositional view on this. So like, I really love the whole witchcraft aesthetic. Um, some characters I absolutely love. Ambrose being my favorite. I love Ambrose. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, but there's also some shit that I kind of immediately have to call out. Um, Like, it's not even the worshipping Satan thing. Like, I've seen that in so much media that I'm not even slightly upset by it. I'm like, yeah, people think witches worship the devil. This isn't news to me, you know? It comes down to... (laughs) Yeah. It comes down to the treatment of how they interact with the girl from the school. I can't remember her name, but she's seen as the oppositional witch to Sabrina. And what happens during the harrowing scene where you have a woman of color hoisted up in like a pseudo lynching scene where there's no actual rope, but they're actually doing that. I was fucking shocked and upset when I saw that. And I like couldn't believe how they actually greenlit that scene. And I don't know. I I got a lot of mixed feelings about it after that, you know, because that to me is not okay and i read some other people's takedowns of it online and that part upset them a lot um like other than that like i don't know it's 
it's, it, I think it's important to watch media that you like with a critical eye, you know? Like, it doesn't mean that you can't enjoy something if it's got problematic themes in it, but you also need to be really aware of what is going on with something like that. And I'm sure that scene was upsetting to a lot of people. They could have done anything but that, and they chose to do it. And I don't know, I think it was a very poor decision, and it probably hurt a lot of people, and just shows how far we still have to go as a society before we realize whether or not something is appropriate content before <sighs> just plastering it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, uh, I was just going to kind of come in with an overall, this, this show is rated a teen, isn't it? On, on Netflix's rating. Fucking should be rated R. They're eating 14, kids. 14, I think it is, right? They, they talk about eating kids and they like have a cannibalism scene where they rip somebody open and just feast on their meaty bits. Well, you see the scene where she comes up with the shovel when she, as and Zelda kills Hilda mm-hmm. and like the blood just. Yeah, this should be fucking rated TV mature. Yeah, and I had an, and had an orgy scene. They yeah, had an orgy scene. Oh, and the scissors <coughs> in the neck. That was pretty graphic. Mm-hmm. Remember when the, in the like the very first episode with the scissors? And they did uh, the, the next season might be a little bit more rated because they said it's going to be more gory. Well, they they need to. I mean, I I'm I'm usually not the type of person that is is that goes the conservative route for things, but and I wasn't really. I wasn't really jarred by anything. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I like weird, gross shit, so, like, whatever. Um, I do agree that the the harrowing, the lynching thing, not cool. Very much not cool. Um, but I am surprised at the TV-14 rating. I'm just, I'm amazed by it. I because think I mentioned that, like, 20 times while we were watching it. I'm like, this can't be, this can't be PG-13. This can't yeah. be PG-13. Like, there is just, like, I get it. It's Netflix, so it's kind of like a premium service because yeah. you pay to view what they put out. But I was just, like, I have a 13-year-old brother. I would not want him watching the show. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not trying to be, like, an overbearing or, like, conservative or, or protective, but there is just stuff in that show that my 13-year-old brother should not be watching. <laughs> <laughs> I say the scene where they slit that girl's throat. Were that in a video game? That is an automatic M rating. TV yeah. seventeen plus. Like there's no mm-hmm. negotiation of that. Like Destiny is a is an M rated game, and it's just because aliens' heads disappear when you shoot them. And they go. And Destiny's rated Destiny's, M. Yeah. Wow, I had no idea. Talk, they don't even say the fuck word in that. You know. Is there even blood in that game? Uh, fallen blood, and I think your blood as well. If you get shot a lot and look down, which people often don't, but huh, yeah, that surprises me. That derailing, really yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, I think overall, I I do not agree with the teenage rating of the show. It is a mature show, which is really interesting. So the the acting in the show is not that great. I just I just kind of want to point that out. Like it, the acting is, is it's very campy. Um, I didn't like in, in the beginning when Sabrina was just doing all these spells, she's like, I'm just going to resurrect someone from the dead. I'm just going to, mm-hmm. I'm just going to do this, you know? And also like, if you haven't watched it by now, I'm not doing spoiler alert, like watch the fucking show. I um, was just, <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, we didn't put any spoiler We should just put it in the title. Yeah. Spoiler <laughs> warnings. So, like we're going to talk about the show. So if yes. you haven't watched it yet, get on that. And if um, you haven't watched it yet, sorry for fucking you over. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Um, but yeah, I, I, now that we are on the, on the annoying parts, I guess, um, 
yeah, I so it was uh, the rating and the acting is not good. The acting is is very campy, which does not really jive with the graphic nature of some of the shit that they put on the show. It's like how are you gonna have this campy acting style and then like lots of blood and gore and it's just it's very it's very odd. Um, I just I just thought that was weird. Um, it- that feels 1990s, actually, to have uh, right. very gory and campy. It feels almost a deliberate. Like Buffy. Yeah, I feel. I feel like that's a deliberate choice. It, yeah, I, okay. I, I. That's what I. That's how I took that as well. Mm-hmm. I agree with you, Susan. I guess it threw me off. I was expecting like, I was expecting something different. Um, I yeah. guess the, the the difference in that. Um, is there anything other other points you guys want to talk about? Because oh, I kind of want to talk about a couple things I did like, though. Yeah, I have. I'm just I have, out in my mind. And I would also like, after we're done, the things that we do like to talk about the craft aspects of the show that were oh my God, yeah. pretty accurate. Because all of us, I'm sure, have stuff that jumped out to us. Oh yeah, for sure. That'd be cool to talk about. Um, for me though, I, I just really want to talk about the um, and this is a huge spoiler, so whatever. The exorcism scene. Mm. I would like. Any exorcisms in real magic, real craft that you find, or banishings, or whatever, you know, the, uh, the lesser, how is it, lesser, lesser banishing, banishing. Of the pentagram. Yes, and that's the Golden Dawn uh, system. Um, they're very inspired by um, Christianity, or you know, what I mean, they're they're very inspired by Christian, yeah, Christian ceremonial magic, if you want to put it that way. It's very inspired by that, or derived from that. And this was a witch exorcism and i think i don't know like i think i had like the biggest witch boner like watching that <laughs> fucking scene it like was seriously tight. yeah i was like wow calling on hikate too yeah I and that. i was just i was fucking amazed um so what i um right before we actually started recording i pulled up the scene and i wrote it down mm-hmm. um and i kind of can I just like share like the the words that they use? Okay, so I want to modify this for my own um, working, which I feel like is totally valid. And I many just people, see. many people have. Yeah. yeah. Um. So uh, she starts off by, "We call forth the witches from the shade, those who came before us and died, so that we might live. Visit us, sisters. Intercede on our behalf. I call forth the powers of Lilith, Aradia." Of Morgan Le Fay, visit us, sisters. Intercede on our behalf. I get shit. And then she goes on. I know it's it's (laughs) fucking amazing. And then so she goes to call. I call on, and then all these you know other names. I'm not. And she calls on. She calls on a real witch too, Sybil Leek, I believe. Yes, Sybil Leek. A lot Um, of witches actually. Because I was thinking, didn't she mention that too? Wasn't Anne Boleyn Murray, I can't remember her other name was mentioned. Marie Laveau Tichuba. Yeah. Oh. Mentioned. American Horror Story. Sorry. Well, she's Crossover. Actually, she's actually a historical figure in uh, New Orleans uh, who has yes. had her life adapted for a lot of works. She's very mm-hmm. interesting, and I would recommend looking her up too. Yeah. So, um, and I also thought about like um, the, the things that I would change. I like the we call forth the witches from the from the shade. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, those who came before us and died so that we might live. I like that too. Um, visit us sisters. I, I would probably just say visit us witches or visit us, visit us kindred or something like that. Um, I like, I like like come stand with me. 
just like don't even address them as a gender like i like to just refer to yeah like as you know oh that's good too because i I like that because i would actually um and you know i I like of of course the idea of like lilith and roddy and morgan like that is really cool but i think it would be so much more powerful if we actually addressed um witches who have already passed on scott cunningham raymond buckland because i think buckland just passed recently I believe like actual practitioners of witches that have been around and have, have passed on, I think would be really a nice change on that. Um, And then, so she goes, she calls more names and she goes, expel this demon, expel. And then she names the demon, which I think is, is really nice. Um, Return him to the dark Lord. I would change that to something else. Um, and present them in a mirrored box <laughs> something like that you know whatever you're doing and then visit us sisters intercede on our behalf and then she says come forth kind once but it was kind of hard to hear um she says come forth kind ones come forth mother of darkness lend us your power this is kind of like, like the the height of of the exorcism come forth kind ones i don't it doesn't jive with me it's just really that's that line is really odd to me oh, but um, i think i think that's um that would be like the ancestors i think that's what that's yeah, but kind kind it doesn't like Oof. i don't know it just doesn't it doesn't make it doesn't jive with this whole like power i understand thing mm. um and then come forth mother of darkness that's cool i mean i just think of hikate like immediately that's kind of like where i go <clears throat> and then it's lend us your power expel the demon visit us sisters intercede on our behalf and that's what they that's their chant that's their their true like you know that's what they're they're um using to build the power and then release the, the energy i thought it was the best scene in like the whole in the whole show in, in yep. the whole first season i thought it was amazing i'm i'm gonna take that that is a valid fucking ritual it is a valid fucking exorcism and I mean, I hope I don't ever have to use it. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? It's like one of those things, like, I don't want to use it, but, like, if I have to, it seems pretty good. Um, mostly because it's using that ancestral power. It's it's calling on that ancestral power, and it's bringing that. And I'm sure there are some witches or armchair, armchair theory fucking people that are going to be like, no, it was in a TV show, and it's not real, and blah, blah, blah. I will fight them. I will, oh, shit. I will fight you. Every <laughs> chaos magician in the world, I will fucking die on this hill. Believe no. it or not, even hardcore, tr- like, even people in my community with, like, the tr- the tradcraft, like, you know, the douchey, like, some of the douchiest tradcrafters, like, the most, like, I'm we like, only wow, read historical texts. We're like, we're writing this in our grimoires yeah. now. <laughs> um, yes. Just like, um, like I said, like, the uh, the familiar conjuring one um yes that one i think that was incredible i think the idea of teaching people uh to kind of reconnect back with nature to go out and seek um a familiar if you are not born with one um i think that is absolutely outstanding um and the the simplicity of it the bell the conjuring bell um and, and and just you a bell and and you and i think that that's that's Yes, a lot if of I can, spells... um, Yeah, sure. Sorry. <laughs> if I could just real quick, we were just talking about this before recording the podcast. Um, just just a little, I guess, fangirling moment. Um, going back to the exorcism ritual and the 
the first calling was on Lilith, and again, spoilers, obviously, Lilith is there um, in the form of, uh, what's her name, Mary Wardwell, which I just have to give a humongous shout out to Michelle Gomez. She was probably, like we were talking about bad acting, she was the best actress in that show. She was fantastic. I can't, I love her to death um if you haven't seen her in doctor who you need to because she's amazing um she and is deliciously evil yeah <laughs> she is just mm, I, I i just mm. i love her she's she's probably my Honestly, favorite character in the whole now show. Like, when i, I think of lilith I, <laughs> when i think of lilith now like i can't get that image <laughs> i can't get her <laughs> out of my <laughs> head actually with her teeth screaming eyes at you trying to devour yeah. your face with her exactly. eyeball yeah Love it, love it. Sorry. No, yeah, that was that was really funny. I, I did because I was sitting there and I was like, call upon Lilith. I was like, she said Lilith's there, and, and it was really. I felt so good about that reveal at the end. I was like, I have a hunch, and this could just be me, whatever. But I'm like, I think she's Lilith because I'm pretty sure that's who she's supposed to be. Yeah. And then she was like, I'm Lilith, and I was like, yeah. I caught that too. I feel like <laughs> they do enough subtle hints with a lot of their witchcraft stuff that anybody who's like done enough of their research you're just like well of course you're fucking Lilith like (laughs) I read the first three comics so I kind of already know that's the other thing are the comics good because I kind of want to read the comics now they're really good um the only the thing you have to remember, I mean, you have to like this though, is like they're dated. Well, in the well, no, well, no, 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 because they're pretty new. Um, they're still coming out, but the thing is, is that the show actually gives the other characters hope, whereas the comics are like uber dark, like basically like you know the parts where you think like maybe people can have a happy ending. Mm-hmm. This this the comics give you zero hope. Like it's like Game of Thrones. All, yeah, like all the bad <laughs> things happen to like all of the good people. Yeah, Yikes. right up my alley. Wow. <laughs> Darkness, so, like, darkness, darkness. Yeah, yeah. So get ready for that. I kind of actually, I kind of had to stop just because I don't like that too much. Yeah. Like, I because it's it's kind of like an anime when like the, there's like there's the, always that like overpowered uh, protagonist who like no one can actually defeat him because like he has his friends on his side. You know, it's so like, right. <laughs> so I'm just kind of like, eh. I mean, I like them though. They're very good. They just you just have to like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, that's actually how I felt about Sabrina in the beginning is um, I do that. I do like that by the end of the season, she kind of has gotten a bit of a kick in the ass, especially mm-hmm. with the resurrection thing. Um, you can't magic isn't doesn't fix everything. Sometimes you fuck it up. Like some things like yeah. with death, you're not supposed to fuck with that, you know, and it's it's unfuck and you just have to understand that. Um <laughs> I was just swearing at her the whole time she was doing that scene. I'm like, you stupid bitch. You're fucking cheating death. You can't cheat death. You never, you the rule that. number one is you can't cheat death. You just fucking accept it and you deal with it. Like, That's, come on. I loved what Ambrose said to her after that when, when he found them all in the cane pit. Yeah. And he was like, why, why do you always think that the universe has to, something to the effect, why do you think the, the universe always has to like bend to your will or something like that? like basically thinking like you know he him like basically being like you're not you're not the devil you're not god you you like you're you're doing things that you shouldn't be doing mm-hmm. and and the thing is like i think that's one of the things that does irk me about her character but at the same time it moves me so i like it mm-hmm. is that she is foolish she does always assume that like so, like the universe owes her special favors and she just does spells without thinking about the consequences. And then it's interesting to see what those consequences are for her character. 
Yeah. Just because yeah. I think I think we've all kind of been there, um, or some of us will be there eventually. Um, is how magic will uh kind of do that to you. You know, like when you when you try to cast without being wise about it, you know, um, it's it's one of those situations where just because you have the power to do something, it, it, it you know we should be asking ourselves, should we be doing it? You know. In the words um, of the great, uh, friggin', uh, what's his name from Jurassic Park? <laughs> you were just so obsessed with if we could do it, you didn't think, you didn't stop to think that should we do it? <laughs> right, right, exactly. Also, um, I think that's very much a good choice, though. Um, to like a lot of shows do this, they make the protagonist um fairly callow and immature on the first season, and it's mm-hmm. always deliberate with a younger character to give them room to grow. It's not entertaining to watch a character that's always just like the perfect bad boy every single art, you know. But like yeah. watching someone start off making the mistakes, learn from it, grow, like have it change their worldview and how they see themselves. I think that's an important thing to reflect because a lot of uh, media is about coming of age and. Coming what else do you do in coming of age than fuck shit up and learn from it slowly and try and right your wrongs, you know? Mm. And I think good that's, point. like, it's good. And I think she's supposed to be stupid, you know, because she, she is 16, and as much as everybody else looks young, they're hundreds of years old. Like, for Christ's mm. sakes, Ambrose tried to blow up the fucking Vatican, which, like, <laughs> he's my hero for. Yeah, uh, I know. That's pretty how great. much I like this guy. And then they revealed <laughs> him as gay, and I'm like, well... I don't know why the show isn't just the chilling adventures of Ambrose, the uh, the homebound. Yeah, for real. <laughs> spinoff series, Netflix, get on it. <laughs> Sabrina can be the spinoff series. I'll watch that show. He's also, pansexual, by the way. Yeah, he is pan. He's pansexual. Again, Beautiful. the representation. Love it. <laughs> uh-huh. um, the other, another thing, it was a very small thing. It was been Zelda, or, yeah, Zelda. Zelda oh. and the... Um, the fuck is the main guy the the church leader's name i can't think of his fucking name blackwood blackwood, blackwood. father blackwood Father Blackwood. when him or him and zelda have like a little fling going on oh my god um so the fuck the the the, the bdsm part of it the, 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 with, the, the with the flogging and i was I like have that fogger in the closet <laughs> <laughs> That's for our later sex magic episode. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We'll talk about that in a future episode. Which is betwixt after dark. (laughs) It really is happening, though, guys. It is going to happen. I'll be latex for it. Don't watch it if your parents are going to walk in the room. Because that's awkward. Because every time you watch something mildly inappropriate, that's when your parents walk in the room. Or like when you're watching a movie, and as soon as the sex scene comes on, it's like, God damn. <laughs> like I was watching the Matrix, like the second Matrix. Dad walks in, and I was like, "God damn it!" <laughs> Thank oh my dad. Couldn't have been here when they'd bend time and like warp bullets around them. You had to be yeah, like, you couldn't come in for that, but you had to come in for that. Yeah, great, okay. Yeah. So remember that that always happens. Watch the After Dark sh- uh, episode of your friend's house. Um, so um, what was I saying? Yeah, Father, Bl- the that BDSM kind of like reference kind of thing, and they it normalized it so much, and I thought that was really cool. I wasn't necessarily a fan that he was having a fling, you know, because that yeah. was kind of fucked up. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, but then okay, so here's here's like kind of like a plot hole thing that I'm really confused about. <laughs> what? 
heard Sophia wants to say something. Oh, cool. <laughs> I can tell okay. she's like okay. I just wanted now. to say also, it was really great as a polyamorous woman to like see the scene where he's like, oh, I just wish everyone was still polyamorous like the old days. Yeah. Hey, that's right. nice. I'm not the only one in the world. I'm, I, I, yeah. So, it, yeah, that, he was like, everyone was like poly and kinky or like something like that. Like, everyone just like kind of did still what are. Were. You're just in the wrong coven there, bud. You <laughs> the wrong one. Y'all are stale and boring now. You're like Christian Satanists. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is intentional that the, the writers did say they wrote them that way on Dark Baptist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because there are other, co- there are other witch covens, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so kind of like a plot hole thing. Okay. So here's, here, this is kind of like a, like a, uh, like a gender thing, I guess. Um, so with the witches, so is everyone a witch uh, or are the men warlocks? I think I they, they were warlocks. I thought they just called the dudes warlocks and the ladies witches. And that was, I, the think, day. I think they use the terms interchangeably. Cause I've heard them use like, They've used, like, sorcerer. They've used, like, mm-hmm. different words for, like, you know, I think they don't, I just think they're just using words that mean someone who works magic. Okay. And well, I think, yeah. in general, the women are witches, but the men kind of get witch, sorcerer, warlock. I just think they don't, you know. Second thing is that it seems that um, when they work with witches or the ancestors or whatever, they talk about witches of the past, witches of their history. They're all women. And they're all very powerful women. They're powerful witches. And they're all female. Mm-hmm. Why is the leader of the coven a man? Maybe you're digging into secrets that they're going to reveal soon. And it turns out that that's what her dad was on to. And he was trying to uncover the truth. And then that's why he was killed by Blackthorn or whatever his name is. And Maybe. Yeah. Or you're just onto a huge plot hole and it sucks. Yeah, and when when Father Blackwood has he has twins, or his his wife uh, gives birth to twins, and one's a one's a boy, one's a girl, and Zelda's oh no, you know you got, got to take the girl because he'll he'll kill her. Basically, is kind of what they insinuate that he's going to mm-hmm. kill her, and I'm like, and and he also has that little that little posse of of those guys at the at the school. He was like the, this group of men, like, you know, we're going to take over the, you know, we're going to make this, make Satanist great again or whatever the fuck it is, oh you know, God. make the Dark Lord great again or whatever the fuck he's getting at. And I just, it's puzzling. I don't get it. Um, I if I can give my idea about this. Um, yeah. Well, I think it kind of goes all the way back to Sabrina's parents. I'm pretty sure it was more like an Aku um, as far as like, because Sabrina's father was the high priest. Mm-hmm. And they died supposedly in a plane accident, which is we know is bullshit. Yeah. Um, we just don't know exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. But um, we do know that, like I just said, they wrote this co- this uh, Father Blackwood to kind of be like uh, a dark Baptist, um, as Sophia said. So like they're supposed to be like staunch uh, Satanist, you know, um, and and almost like conservative. You know, conservative um, Satanists. Right. Oh my God. And <laughs> the thing is, is that we know that they're incredibly sexist, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we have like the vices, like the, the cheating and um, the the kind of the uh, the, the, the abuse, um, the, the, the blatant, you know, blatant abuse. Um, and I think it kind of is playing off of one. I think it's like uh, it's supposed to be supposed to be feminist, I guess. Um, and two, I think it has something to do with the murder, uh, like, uh, so sexism and the murder of, like, Sabrina's parents, 
because we, we we do know that Sabrina is supposed to rise to greatness or something. Mm-hmm. To the, uh, if I remember correctly, the idea is that she's going to take Lilith's um, place. Yeah. You know, um, or it is that she's actually going to take the throne next to yeah. the Dark Lord. Um, and then I think that, which is, in my opinion, is what's going to happen with uh, Miss Wardwell, is that she's going to turn against the Dark Lord and start fighting Sabrina directly just because she doesn't want Sabrina taking her place. Those are my predictions anyway, but I think that that's where it's kind of going. But that really goes into the cattiness of, of women, like the cattiness of women. Is that you were going to say, Sophia? I was actually going to say, I predict something different happening. I yeah. see at first that Lilith is going to see Sabrina as a threat, and that makes sense. However, I think Join what forces. she will do is she'll turn on the Dark Lord because she knows that Sabrina is a threat to him. Out of everybody who ever turned oh. down signing the Dark Book, she was the only one. And she's the only one who's a half-mortal. And it was prophesized with her birth, and they had that like picture of her with the twin who had the satyr hooves, so there's obviously more shit going on than we're being told about her and then with father blackwood having twins as well there's mm-hmm. a greater narrative plot um that i see kind of being woven about women rising up against the roles that they have been forced in life because mm-hmm. that's what sabrina has it's the most reoccurring theme that i really did like she i like how even if it if it's wrong to everybody else she stands up for what she wants in her life she fights mm-hmm love she fights for her friends she doesn't Mm -hmm. listen to anybody telling her that she has to live in their world she chooses her own mixture of the two and finds her own place betwixt the opposites yeah so i can really i can really dig that a lot and i think it would be absolutely out of uh place the narrative that they're weaving to have um the two turn against each other in fact i think that lilith will probably probably end up working with sabrina and they're going to take down the dark dark lord who is actually baphomet but let's not get into that later um yeah actually like i don't know change shit hopefully i think you might be on to something there i think that's probably a more uh, more plausible way that it's gonna go um because i mean (coughs) lilith seems to like sabrina yeah, she lot. seems to actually like her, Damn. and I do think um, that because Sabrina's original plan was, oh, I'm <laughs> like, and this is what kind of pissed me off in the beginning. I'm gonna uh, summon the Dark Lord and um, like capture him like in a jar or like whatever the fuck she was saying. Like, I'm gonna just summon find him, him and banish him. find him and banish him, easy peasy. And I'm like, he's the Dark Lord, so like maybe you know, maybe <laughs> not that easy, <laughs> right? Like he anyway. And then you said, but I still think I don't think she signed his book. Um, in like planning to serve him she signed his book to get the the boost to her powers Uh oh we lost oh okay hi i'm back again yeah but i wanted to i wanted to touch um because it it reminded me not to go off topic because i know we're talking about sabrina but it reminded me of of the newer season of american horror story and it seems like it's a common i guess say trope in witchcraft media that it just seems inherent that witches equal female like it just that just seems to be and even in media where there are male practitioners or or non-binary or whatever it just seems that women like that's how media portrays them is that women are inherently stronger at witchcraft and can i tackle this 
Yes. <laughs> so I think what it really comes down to is the fact that it's a subversion of power. Normally, society is very patriarchal and men are always the big, strong guys. So having a woman utilize dark powers to usurp a man, there are so many layers of power negotiation going on there that it very much becomes a pleasing narrative to tell, both mm -hmm. from women who are disenfranchised and want to be able to have agency in their world, and also to men looking at, ooh, look at this woman, she's all dark and has this mysterious power you know it's um it's a trope that's pleasing to multiple audiences and it's not necessarily that women are the greater power of the of the two that doesn't make sense to me i think it's more so just that like it's the sacred otherness like we've talked about you know mm -hmm. and the fact that women being seen as powerful is a subversion of a normal societal trope it mm -hmm. then becomes a plot device and becomes um fantastic kind of like trans women you know were sensationalized mm -hmm. <laughs> oh kind yeah of. no i i agree a hundred percent like it's 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 purposely portrayed like that because to 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 garner that 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 support and and um it's it's all for the views that's that's what it all comes down to when we're talking about media it comes yeah. down to it's an industry it's what is going to get us the most people watching our stuff mm -hmm. and make us the most money mm -hmm. um the obviously problem... not all media is like that but in the cases of netflix and and mainstream mm -hmm. and stuff like that that's 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 what it's about and that's what garner interests and stuff like that so i just wanted to, to to comment that's just what it seems like because they do reference female and female witches and female empowerment and everything like that i think that's just kind of playing up to that thing not saying like it's a bad thing at all mm -hmm. um but yeah. that's just seems the route that they're going <laughs> Mm -hmm. I just, the only thing I do want to point out too, though, um, and not to say that that is a bad thing, because obviously all for the feminist stuff, but the only thing is, is that I realize is that it's, it does do something to real male practitioners of magic. Um, if you ever realize, uh, I mean, and I know it's kind of like a stereotype, but it's kind of true when it comes to like systems of magic, like that I practice, the more like, um, the cunning magic, the kind of like, you know, let me put a, a sieve on a door to keep out evil, that kind of folk sympathetic magic. Um, it, normally it's queer men, men who love men, bisexual men, gay men, trans men, um, who practice that form of sympathetic, quote unquote, low magic, even though I hate that term. Mm -hmm. um, however, you know, on the, on the flip side, straight men that get into the craft, even my, my friend, I have a friend, his name is Richie, He's a ceremonial magician and an expert in like grimoire tradition. Um, he loves studying the old grimoires and like, you know, doing all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but they get into this like, uh, and it's nothing against him. I, I really hope you would never take offense to this, but it's still kind of like that sense of their need for control. Um, okay. Like I even actually seen this one time with you, Sophia, on the DKMU page where you it was a couple weeks ago where you were saying something and some guy had to like out of nowhere started talking about sex because you mentioned something and it was almost like it almost felt like he was like doing this thing where he was like trying to um you know how like guys will do that when they're flirting like they'll 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 talk about sex as if to like see like how far you'll bite oh they're fishing yeah yeah I see and that. i was like 
you fucking asshole. Like, I, I was like, you know what? But I know that she can handle herself. I was like, it, it, like I was like, I'm just not going to say anything. <laughs> but it pissed me off. Just I, because, like... I probably didn't even see his response or even know he had said anything. And I completely ignored him without acknowledging his existence. Yeah, and it irked me. Oops. But the thing is, is that, like, they're like that, though. Like, Absolutely. and it's a lot of, it's a lot of ma- ma- straight male magicians that are like that. Oh um, my God, yeah. And I and think they... it's... Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, and I think that it's, it's this, um, and I'm not saying that it's intentional because like I said, I, I love the, the feminist parts of witchcraft, mm-hmm. but I think it's, it's unfortunately due to other reasons, it's also scaring straight men from getting into a more subtle, more, uh, organic form of magic Mm -hmm. that's a horrible word but yeah i know what you mean can i respond to that because i have a good observation on it Mm -hmm. Uh so i notice in a lot of um ceremonial magic traditions often the male practitioners are the ones who write the books have their names recorded and get it passed down um and then in a lot of trad crafts such as wicca it's the opposite. I don't know whether or not that's like a disconnect in magical practice as a whole, but I've noticed that that is like one of the dichotomies as the the hermeticism is seen as very masculine and uh, witchcraft is seen as very feminine. Once again, it also comes down to the idea of high magic and low magic, which is why I don't like it. It's because the women practice low magic mm-hmm. and the men practice high magic. The difference mm-hmm. between those two things is high magic is like lofty aims of wizardry in which you aim to commune with the gods and summon the this the uh, the high archangel uh, high arch, uh, the the uh, the archangels and and the seraphim and like you know and and command demonic forces and like low magic is like oh let me make you a love potion let me you know yeah. whatever and and of course that's also an uh it, it is an injustice to systems of tradcraft just because you know in tradcraft we have you know the idea of hedge crossing in which we commune with spirits um on the other side you know instead of this need to like conjure them th- forth with like five um braziers of of conjuration incense and and intricately drawn you know whatever instead it's like you know let me draw a circle and travel to the spirit and talk to them in their plane you know um it's 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 kind of like all magic can take you as high as you want it to and i think that you know once again as as me and sophia have been saying that the, the, those concepts alone are very sexist it's funny that you got into low magic uh, low magic and high magic and that kind of discussion of saying that high magic is more masculine because i have i don't know why but right now i have found myself like digging deep back into like i don't know the og kind of fucking occult texts like i picked up the necronomicon and like i said like whether whether people believe in it or not i wanted to read it um you know i I picked that up um i actually uh ordered i found it really cheap online uh the pictorial key to the tarot written by weight like his guide to the rider weight deck that he actually wrote himself um so i picked that up and um, I- I'm kind of, like, interested in maybe getting my hands on some Crowley texts. I don't know why I want to do this, but I'm, I'm kind of just rolling with it. I don't necessarily think it's because I'm some ceremonial magic bro overnight, but it's also, like, something I never dug into before. You if know? you're interested in it, go that. for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
we should have a long talk about this because you're delving into the chaos magic territory a little and bit, that's, especially that's with, a with the crowd. Yeah. And I'm over here like, bro, I've been saying it. Most <laughs> of do like chaos magic and application, but say, oh, I do traditional craft, but here's all this extra stuff I know. And I'm like, that's chaos magic. You know? yeah, uh, yeah, me and me and just me and uh. Me and dis- I almost called you discussion. Had a Sophia, Jesus. Me and discussion had a no. Me and Sophia had a discussion a couple, uh, maybe a couple weeks ago, months ago, something like that. Um, I guess I am more of a magician than a. I don't know. I always just call myself a witch, but I, I, I think I, I have, um, I have these theories and concepts that kind of align more toward that kind of thing. Anyway, but we're kind of getting off of the topic of Sabrina, so let's bring that back. Mm-hmm. This episode has been plagued with technical issues and the cuts are horrible and I'm so sorry. But Sabrina, okay. So we talked about some of the good things. We talked about some of the bad things. We talked about some of the magic in it. Is there anything else that we kind of wanted to 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 talk about in the show? I have more magic to talk about. Okay. Um, the blood curse that is cast on Sabrina by uh, the Weird Sisters yes. is actually in Mastering Witchcraft by Paul Husson. Hewson. Okay. That is actually that written show. by a witch. Um, and also, uh, another thing, too, that was actually pretty decent was the conjuration from uh, the, the Hellfire. Mm-hmm. Um, that is also a thing that can be found. Uh, we discussed about this. We discussed this before in certain grimoires you can find um, when uh, threatening a, an erroneous spirit. You could threaten them with, you know, Gehenna or the underworld or hell or what have you. And the idea of wielding, you know, fire from the pit um, is is not uncommon for real magic. Um, So that was also I actually had uh, Jason Miller, um, the author of uh, the Sorcerer's Secrets, the one I showed the um, he actually uh, kept stopping the video. He said in a post on Facebook to um, to translate the Latin. Because uh, he know he knows Latin himself um, fluently, I suppose. Um, and yeah, so that was something interesting. Cool. Can I also say in response to that, the blood curse and the curse removal as well was correct. The way that they were like, mm, well, take a salt bath for three days and light yes. a candle. That's actually really um, common. Black salt can be a lot preferable to white salt because the way that I work it, um, black is absorptive just the way that light works. White repels so you want black salt to draw the bad shit out of you so it washes down the drain and you light the black candle to draw it out right and Mm -hmm. that is in a lot of practices a very practical and often used curse removal for stuff like that um it's not like exorcism level but it'll actually do some shit you know it's the uncrossing yep um Mm -hmm. and the egg breaking breaking of the egg into the bowl yeah that's also a thing although it's it's a little bit more complicated that's like a sensory practice i think isn't that what that's called? Ovo, mm-hmm. o- which is Latin for egg. Ovo-mancy. I thought it was O-O, but it's Ovomancy. Well, so. that's reading the egg. Um, it's called Olympia. Olympia. Okay. To to cleanse with the egg. That's oh, okay. I didn't know it was a cleansing. Okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Another spell that I really liked was um. This is also like because like I'm kind of iffy about weather magic as a whole, like weather it's it's um effective or not because i'm like yeah mother nature is ultimately going to do what mother nature is going to do um but when they summon the tornado oh yeah that was really fucking cool that Mm -hmm. was really cool um i don't know much about weather magic but i would imagine that's kind of how it's done in (sighs) 
you know, not to summon a tornado or anything, but mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, maybe to, to keep the rain away or whatever the case is. Um, uh, when they were um, when trying they were the uh, trying to protect the, the protect um, the town the school. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was. I was just like, hmm, okay. And it's really, I, I thought that was so cool that they, they were like, well, we have to summon a tornado to protect everyone. And I was like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm. How do we feel about Harvey and the witch hunter angle? How do we feel uh, about that? Um, not good. <laughs> For obvious reasons. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, honestly, Harvey was so in the background of the show, in my opinion, with everything going on with yeah. Sabrina for a season. It seems like they're just using that to set up for something in a later season. I, I didn't have yeah. too much emotional attachment to it one way or another. Though mm-hmm. it fucking sucked what happened to his brother, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, it was horrible. Mm-hmm. And so I completely understand with him being like, don't do any magic with me. Like, I don't want your magic. You know what I mean? I, I get that. I understand that. Which is, it's it's really funny, too, that, like, um, my a, a good friend of mine, Kimberly, she actually felt that, like, she actually said to me when we were, uh, me and Darren recently went to a wedding with her when she was in town, and uh, she was like, I almost feel like it should have been called The Chilling Adventures of Harvey Kinkle. <laughs> she felt like it was too focused on Harvey. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know, I just felt like he was kind of this, like... I don't know, it's kind of like what Lilith was saying, how like Harvey was the link, was Sabrina's link to the to the mortal world. But what I found odd, so like all of a sudden, she she signs, she finally signs her name to get these boosted powers. She conjures the Hellfire. She saves the town. Great. Um, and all of a sudden, she's like some badass witch. Yeah, that didn't sit right with me either. Like, all of a sudden, like she's was... like, okay, bye. And then she's, like, making eyes at the, the other dude at the school. And, like, I'll yeah. be there going to fuck. You that know, was like... 90s, that was 90s camp deliberately done, <laughs> That's 100% what they were doing yeah. there. I know it seems absurd, but that's a take on what they used to do all the time, where it's like, look at me. I got the powers. Let's do the shoot of walking through the hallway where the fan blows in my hair and my hair goes yeah. up and lighting gets me perfectly, you know? I mean, it was fabulous. It was a fabulous scene, but it was very odd for, like, her character development, it didn't develop. Her character just flipped. It shouldn't yeah. have been a montage, that's why. <laughs> I it, get it. It yeah. maybe mm. shouldn't have been a montage. I mean, it really was just to kind of, like, I think it was, like, this whole, like, well, like we talked about, she's 16 years old. It's this mm-hmm. kind of teenager's journey into self-finding. She doesn't, but, I mean, the problem is, too, is that there's a lot of 16-year-olds who don't. But, like, realistically, I didn't act 16 when I was 16, but at the same time, I did. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. even yeah. the mature teenagers are still teenagers. You know, like, there's but she's a also raised by witches that are a century and a half plus yeah. years old. So, I mean, that might have something to do with it, too. Honestly, though, every time I look at her and they're like, she's 16, and I'm like, bullshit, she's 28, and she's just dressed like she's 16. <laughs> I know how acting works. How old is that actress? I'm going to guess 26 as my she's real young, name. actually. No. I think really? Yeah, she's actually not that old, okay. if I remember she's correctly. She's, uh, 21, I think? Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was born in 99, so she's nine, she's... I'm getting bad at math. <laughs> she's... 20 years, uh, she's 20. She's 19. She's 19. Oh, okay. She's then 19, so yeah, she's young. Yeah, she's young. <laughs> oh, she's also, quick... Yeah. 
quick well, shout out to the casting um, director on that for um, for the Christmas episode when they Her found little the, Sabrina. the little girl Sabrina. Mm-hmm. Holy crap! Like you just like look at that actress and look at uh, uh, Kiernan Kiernan yep. Shipka, I think her name is, and it was just like. Damn, they did good. So again, props, major props. <laughs> oh, uh, the, the the Christmas episode. Um, Yule is the time when the veil between the living and the dead is the thinnest. Question it's accurate. Actually, actually really? accurate. Um, really? Because I was I was curious about that. Um, I was actually reading uh, Corinne Boyer. Um, she is a very powerful green witch and knows more about. She, she knows her she's shit. Like oh my, about green magic. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, she actually said that although people feel like Samhain would be the appropriate time for divination, she said probably an even more potent time would be the time of, uh, the Yule. And it was interesting because I, I ended up doing a lot of research on this. Apparently that would actually be very accurate. Um, there was a lot more going on, um, during the time of Yule and during, uh, Yule and the end of the Epiphany. Um, it's the darkest night of the year, so I would yes. imagine there's. Some... Um, so believe it or not, there there is almost there's almost more power to be uh, found, or at least for you know. I mean, I personally feel like there are many power days, um, not just European ones. Like uh, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but um, I've been near Chinatown during uh, in August towards the evening, and like Ghost Month is no joke. Like. Uh, oh, yeah. I have to, I have to like run. I'm just like, nope, 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 nope. Like I will <laughs> feel stuff, and like I feel stuff like walking past me, and like I'm like, I don't know what these spirits are. I don't know yeah. any form of Chinese. <laughs> like, time to go. Magic. Like I'm like, I am outie here. Like I don't want to be here. Like let's leave. Um, so like I mean, there are many like power days, and I I guess in some way a lot of power days like have very intricate potencies like you know like like darian uh, my boyfriend he was born on spring you know the first day the the actual vernal Mm -hmm. equinox you know like anyway um so yeah the uh, yule historically accurate very powerful magical time i'm sorry tangent (laughs) today i learned (laughs) yeah i was like at first i was like oh man they fucked up but then i i did start to read a little bit i was like well i don't know it is it is the longest night of the year so it is Mm -hmm. it it could be it could be a a, a, you know power powerful time Mm -hmm. um anything else on the show i mean i I I think think overall (laughs) overall we enjoy it overall Mm -hmm. we enjoy it and i think it has the uh the witches betwixt uh stamp of approval um it's a pretty Mm -hmm. damn good show there are some problematic things raise the fucking rating it's not a teenage show okay it's mature rated mm-hmm. like get that together netflix thank you um and uh i mean great work on the magic that's in there and maybe just rethink some of your graphic scenes a little bit um and social dynamics mm-hmm. and social dynamics be careful of who you put in a fucking lynching, hanging, whatever scene. Be careful. Be careful of that, because it's not cool. Um, yeah, so I think overall, uh, Sabrina's a great show. Um, I would like to actually maybe revisit the Sabrina topic after the next season comes out, and we can all sense. we can all Do talk sep- about it. Season 2 episode. Yeah, so maybe I'll, I'll title this uh, Witchcraft and Pop Culture Sabrina Season, season one. 1. 
Season we'll kind of mm-hmm. just talk about it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, for now, though, we have... Um, I just want to say I'm sorry about how this podcast is going to look. Um, it's going to the, the quality might be really choppy. There might be some odd cuts. We had a lot of technical issues recording it. Mm-hmm. Um, very sorry. I hope it actually like looks and sounds okay. Um, the other thing, uh, so on all of our social media stuff, we're on Instagram, Facebook, uh, uh, Patreon, Twitter. Reddit. Reddit. The links are in the, Reddit. The links are in the description. Um, uh, I'm gonna go back. What was the book that you mentioned, Scott? I'm gonna put something in the show notes Mastering, for the Blood Curse. Mastering Witchcraft by Paul Hewson. Mm-hmm. Paul Hewson. Um, I'll try and find a link to that. Um, I guess you could buy it on Amazon or something. Just pop an Amazon link in there and put I that will. in there. I'll send it to you. Um, and right if you haven't watched Sabrina yet and you've made it to the end of this episode, sorry for the spoilers, but go watch the damn show already. So. <laughs> We will see you guys in the next episode, and thanks for sticking around. Bye. You ready for your dark baptism? (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everyone. Scott here. I've been reading tarot for over 10 years. I am an intuitive reader, and through my readings, I try to give guidance to aid my clients in navigating their lives. To schedule a reading with me, you can find me on Facebook at Witchwise Seer and Witch. You can also find me over on Instagram and Tumblr with the handle Witchwise, spelled W-Y-T-C-H-W-Y-S-E. You can find links to all of my social media in the show notes. I hope to hear from you.